Welcome to the Law of the Future podcast with Dennis Hilleman. This podcast is all about technology, politics and law. Dennis Hilleman is a partner in an international law firm. He wants to change our mind on regulating new technologies. All opinions expressed in the podcast are the personal opinions of Dennis or his guests. And here is Dennis. Hi everyone, this is Dennis Hillman speaking with another episode of the Law of the Future podcast. Wow, what a week in the investment world this has been. And I really want to talk today about the GameStop hype and the Bitcoin surge. And despite what social media tells us and what big newspapers tell us even, that's really not okay what happened there. And here's why, from my point of view, and I know I might get myself pretty unpopular with that, but at least it's an honest review of the things that had happened. So let's first look at the GameStop hype. You probably read the coverage on the media, or you were even yourself invested in GameStop, AMC, or Nokia. What basically happened? Um... All over social media, especially the Reddit group Wall Street Bets, they pretty much made up to invest in certain stocks to create a short squeeze. Now, what does that mean? Let's first talk about, in a very basic way, and uh, there are probably investment bankers listening to that and saying this guy has no clue what he's talking about, but I don't care. I just explain it the way I understand it. And if anyone thinks I'm not good at it, so come on, come on my show and I explain it in a better way. So what's a short squeeze? Basically, shorting means that a hedge fund would lend stocks from a different hedge fund or from a company, whatever, and then sells the stocks and later rebuys the stocks at a lower price to give them back to the lender. So basically, let's let's imagine you lend from your friend 100 Apple stocks for, let's say, $150. And you say, I will give them back to you in one month. And in this month, the Apple stock drops by $50. So you first sell the stocks when you first landed them for $150. And then one month later, you buy them back for $100 and give them back to the lender. So you made a win of $50 per stock because you bought them back at a much cheaper price. That's basically the idea of shorting. That's what hedge funds and the Wall Streets do big thing. When they think that certain companies are falling and that the stock prices will fall in the future, they're betting against these stock prices and they start shorting big time. And, well, some groups, um, they acknowledged which stocks are those that Wall Street is heavily betting against. And then they made deals on social media to invest together into these stocks. Why is that? Because if shorting goes wrong with hedge funds, it must trigger a different behavior. Let's go back to our Apple example. You landed from your friend the Apple stock when it was worth $150. You immediately sold it and promised to give it back to him in one month. 
However, the price doesn't drop. The Apple stock price starts to rise. And two weeks later, it's at $200. So now you have to decide if you want to buy back into the Apple stock now. Because if the Apple stock continues rising, you will even have to pay much more money later to get the, uh, get the stocks you need to give back. So basically, do you understand the problem of the hedge funds? The, what happened was they were betting against companies like GameStop. You know, GameStop is a video games retailer. And because video games are now often downloaded, the business gone, has gone bad despite the pandemics. So big hedge funds were betting against the stock shares of GameStop to drop in the future. And they made big short, shorts. So when all these small investors, the penny traders, moved in into GameStop and drove the price higher, the hedge funds came under pressure. Because if the price went higher and higher, they would have to buy the GameStop, sh GameStop shares at much, much higher prices than they originally sold them for. So basically what happens if the stock price is driven up, then the hedge funds who are shorting this stock price must jump in. At some point, they must start buying the, sh the shares because they still owe them to somebody. And this drives price then even further. And that's why the GameStop shares, the, the stock price of GameStop, raised by 1,600% within two weeks. Because the small traders, the army of small traders, started to short squeeze the big Wall Street guys. They started to put the hedge funds under such heavy pressure that they had to buy in into the GameStop share. GameStop share. And so... They helped driving the price even higher, forcing more hedge funds to buy back into GameStop. And that's how this insane cycle happened. So basically, this all sounds good, doesn't it? The same happened with AMC and Nokia um, shares. They were on the table too, but GameStop was the most prominent and had the biggest search of all. So basically, doesn't this sound great? I mean... It's basically the crowd beating the big guys. David versus Goliath. The social media companies helping small investors to get together and then fighting Wall Street, taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor. That's what you hear on some news. And that's how the investors and the group leaders of such groups like on Reddit, Wall Street Bets, celebrated. And I guess there is a coin of truth in that. You can't, you can't say that it's not the truth. But honestly, no, the GameStop hype is not okay. It shows for me that regulators and even the business model of stock trading still have not grasped what social media can do in a good way and in a bad way. First of all, and this is all my personal point of view, this is not investment advice. I must make that clear because I really don't have much 
knowledge about investing in a well way. Um, I'm really not a good stock trader and it has never been my business. But, and so this is not investment advice. But basically, this the price of GameStop which surged 1,600%, has no real-life value against it. The company is not worth the price the stock has currently. It will never pay out the earnings that would justify such a stock price. This is basically, I'm sorry to say that, but this is basically market manipulation by a big crowd of small investors working together and what will happen probably i can say if it does but probably what will happen and what i read on many big newspapers even including the new york times is that the stock price will drop within minutes soon and to a price so far lower and what will happen then is that people who don't understand what's going on but who keep on reading about the stock price surge and who keep on reading on social media that they must fight Wall Street and jump in and that they can make big money on the way if they jump in. But such people will put on the, in their savings and will lose a lot of money because they jump out at the wrong time. The cycle of an ever-growing pyramid and this is a pyramid of stock investors, of small stock investors trading GameStop. It will collapse. And then so much money will be burned. And on the way up, so much money from the hedge funds were burned. I read that $60 billion of money were burned from hedge funds concerning the GameStop short squeeze alone. And while you think maybe that's great, Wall Street gets a lesson. You must understand that in each hedge funds, they aren't just the bad guys. There's not only like billionaires like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Warren Buffett investing in this, in this and the money that, that is lost on the hedge funds goes to the poor people. No. There's a lot of money by people invested who are saving through hedge funds, small people, people who have worked their life, and because their banks told them so, they put the money into such hedge funds. But especially there's money, for example, from pensions, from pensions investments, from pensions insurances, unions, which put money into hedge funds to create better pensions for their members in the future. And that money is burned too. Okay, you can say that's the risk of the Wall Street, and now the crowd has played that risk, and that's fine as a point of view. I just want to put things into perspective. It's not just the bad guys losing a lot of money. And the small investors will lose so much money too when the price drops. Really, there are people, small investors on the way up, which may who made a lot of money and are probably super happy. But I think it will be only... A small percentage of people. Sorry to say so. And I know I'm getting into conflict there with some people listening to that and probably who probably even made money through the whole short squeeze. But please, there are so many people who have no clue about investing, but who follow you on 
social media who read the groups like Wall Street Bets and they jump in and invest and they lose a lot of money. On the New York Times yesterday, I read even that there are, that there are kids 13, 14 years old who open accounts on Trade Republic and all these other. Robin Hood is a very, very common broker who open accounts on such online brokers that allow investments within minutes of times. They open these accounts under the names of their parents and fake IDs. They are 13 and 14 years old and they jump on stuff like that. And then you can read, of course, their victory stories that they made a lot of money and they are celebrated by their friends who then jump in too, but probably too late. And the brokers, like Robin Hood or Trade Republic, they stopped that you could buy the shares of uh, GameStop, Nokia, AMC at some point, and they were heavily criticized for that, even by the Democrats of the United States. And now they f they even face um, persecution because it said they worked with the hedge funds. And basically, the media says, hey, let the crowd do what the crowd wants to do. But honestly, do we, do we see the consequences? Hedge funds are burned and probably pensions are burned. Some of the bad big guys who live off or work probably lose a lot of money and that's too cool. But... A lot of good people lose money too. Small investors who jump in too late, who have no clue what's going on where with the market, they will lose money there too. And the hedge funds started to sell other stocks because they had to buy GameStop shares, which drove Wall Street down. And honestly, whatever you guys think, whatever you guys say about Wall Street and the whole capitalism and whatever you think, if Wall Street crashes, a whole economy crashes, and goddamn, we are in a pandemic. We are in a pandemic, and we have, and our governments are fighting to keep our economy not from crashing fully. Because if our economy crashes fully, the big guys lose a lot of money, but they still have millions and a villa and a Lamborghini. But smaller guys lose their jobs. They lose their jobs. They can't pay their mortgage. They must move out of their houses. So what I'm saying is like, don't, don't tell me this is a Robin Hood story where the rich, where we take from the rich and give to the poor. There's a few people, there's a few people, perhaps more than usual, but still a few people who make tons of money on driving the community to buy certain shares and drive those shares up and do a short squeeze. But it's not, I think it's not for the common good, as long as the system of stock investment is like it is. And I'm just saying that if you want to continue short squeezes and push Wall Street in front of you and celebrate that, then think of the consequences you do for the whole society while you make millions. Just that's my opinion. And what this shows is that Regulators have not understood the power of social media yet because there's no regulation for events like this. And why is there no regulation? Because social media is still unregulated. I talked about that on the last uh, podcast episode 
but I need to talk about it again. Because, simply put, if I were, as a lawyer, to give out financial advice on what you should buy and what you should not buy, then I can help be held liable for that. People can sue me if I gave up bad advice. If some newspapers would write, you must buy this stock, it's 100% certain, you can't lose money. And people would buy this stock and it would drop. Then a newspaper company would, can be sued. If somebody wants to put out new shares, for example, an, an IPO puts out shares for the first time, they need to give so much information about the risk. So, so much about information about the risk. And if their information is wrong, then they are sued. They can be sued, they can be sued in front of civil courts and the state could persecute the owners of a company in front of penal law and uh, concerning penal law and criminal intent. But on social media, gurus, they drive people into investing so much money. Basically, they want people to invest their livestock in certain things. And they don't give out financial advice. They are clever. They don't put it as a financial advice. They create a mission. They create a storyline on what they should do, what people should do. And then they push even kids into buying stuff. And honestly, now it worked with GameStop. But probably today is Saturday, the 30th of January 2021. But probably next week, the shares will drop and so much money is burned. Why are these gurus not held liable for their financial advice? Why are the social media companies that allow so freaking much financial advice on their platforms? Why are they not held liable if millions of people lose money? Why can all this financial advice be given to people who have no clue about the stock market? In a way that there is no control, no liability, no fact check, no warnings. This can't be right. Sorry. As a lawyer, I can just say this can't be right. When it comes to money, when it comes to investment, this is about the big deal. This is about where people lose their life savings. Where probably people out there investing in GameStop and AMC who pretty much bet the houses their family live in. And all this happens on social media without control, without regulation, without anyone wanting to be held liable. And now we're even criticizing the brokers who stopped that people could buy into GameStop saying they were working to, together with a hedge funds. Is that right? Why is someone who gives a financial advice in a bank, why is he fully liable and the bank is fully liable for this advice to be right, for putting out all the risk on the table, for really making a risk-reward recommendation? And... 
on social media, nobody is liable. And that just shows to me again, we must think of ways that we can handle that. Because this is not how it can go on. That everything that we regulated for the real business world, for the common business world, that all that is not applicable to social media terms. This can't be right. And this must be regulated on an international level. If you want to know my ideas about that, listen to the last podcast episode. And now here's something to the Bitcoin community. And yeah, I know, you're going to hate me. But what Elon Musk did with Bitcoin wasn't right either. On Friday, Elon Musk put Bitcoin, just the hashtag Bitcoin, on his damn damn Twitter profile. And within minutes, within minutes, the price surged, I think, by four or five thousand dollars. Just because the goddamn Elon Musk put Bitcoin on his Twitter profile. There was no other real reason behind it. Yeah, sure, there will be now some technical analysts who say this was all in the shots. No, it wasn't. It was not. It was Elon Musk driving the price. And goddammit, you all think of Elon Musk as the total nice guy who just wants to save the world. Did you ever talk to him personally? Can you really judge that? Do you didn't don't you know if Elon Musk maybe have has thousands, hundred thousands of bitcoins and made billions and billions of dollars within 10 minutes? I know you will tell me that there weren't such movements on the Bitcoin blockchain, but hey, do you know who's behind every wallet? I don't say that Elon Musk did that. I, I, I probably he really didn't and probably he's really just a nice guy who wants to change the world, but we don't know for sure. And we let such gurus influence the investment market in heavy ways. And they are not held liable in any ways. And the social media companies that run the platforms are not held liable in any ways. And this is not right. We must regulate this too. If a guru clearly wants people to buy something so he can make money out of that, then he must be forced to put a disclaimer on his profile, on his tweets, on his social media blog posts, whatever. This guru can give the advice. He can even tell people to buy. But he must be forced by law to make it transparent how much he or she is involved in the product or in the stock and how much he or she will benefit from a stock price raising or from a Bitcoin price raising or any other cryptocurrency. I know you will think this is highly unpopular. But I really, really, really press you to think of all the consequences that I talked about for the whole business community, for a whole legal system, and especially for the small people who fall for such things and who will lose money. And I know this this episode is probably not one of my more popular ones, and I might get some hate for it, but I don't care. Neither the GameStop scheme was okay, nor was the Bitcoin price surge caused by Elon Musk. It's not okay. This is not how business should work. If we want to live as a society together, and that not digital capitalism rules everything, and that that it's not about destroying the others, 
like now the Reddit, Reddit, commu Reddit community did with the Wall Street guys from their point of view. If that's not how we want to live, that all our business about is about destroying the life of others, then this can't be okay what happened there. And I'm really open to talk about someone, uh, to talk to someone about this. And I'm open to any discussion. Write up to me on LinkedIn, wherever, write to me. I want to discuss this. And I hope that maybe when you read about the next week, where probably the next GameStop is happening, I don't know, when you think about what I just said. Because I really, truly believe this is not how our, how our communities, how our societies, and how our businesses should work together. Otherwise, we have total digital capitalism and that gurus on social media determine the life and fate of companies and of small investors. And that can't be right if they are not liable for that. Thank you. And until next time. Hey, do you want to be part of a network of lawyers and IT experts discussing blockchain? Do you want to learn about blockchain and law? Then join the Blockchain Lawyers Network for free. Go to www.blockchainlawyersnetwork.com and be part of a great community.